This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. <laughs> Man, I just learned that squatting actually doesn't require the SWAT team to show up. See, I took issue with Tim Pool saying that he had been swatted. He wasn't. Basically, what the cops did was what is called a welfare check. They went to his house. Apparently, they entered without a warrant. But they didn't come in, guns drawn, make him get down on the floor or anything. That's what swatting is. Usually involves a SWAT team. But, uh, you know, I'll, I will give you credit if a bunch of cops come in with guns drawn and make everybody get down on the floor, I will call that swatting. That is not what happened to Tim Poole. Tim Poole just had the cops show up because somebody called in a false report. His fans are going nuts. Let me let me show you what I mean here. Oh, this is this is my meme for today. Yep, thank you for the resub. Greatly appreciate it. I mean for the day, legalizing gay marriage, what's next? Legalizing polygamy? Yes, and it has, you know, some dudes kissing, some women kissing. They're all they're all in a pile getting gay together. This is this is the future that the left wants. <laughs> now First of all, the reason to outlaw polygamy is not for consensual relationships like this. Polyamory, polyamorous relationships. The reason to outlaw polygamy had to do with like Mormons and Christians actually grooming children and taking child brides and taking multiple child brides. Is the run I I don't I don't know. I don't know what she is doing. Maybe maybe she's got a tongue in his ear. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> BJ she absolutely should be arrested for filing a false report. And hey, the people that are are swatting Tim Pool should also be arrested for filing a false report. I'm totally down with that. But Tim being like, I got swatted eight times is just him playing victim. When you are swatted, this is according to Jason here, when you are swatted, it doesn't mean the SWAT team is called. I was like, holy shit, swatted doesn't mean SWAT team? Seriously? It's right there in the damn name. In the name. I mean, like, that's a Ben Shapiro fucking meme. It, it's right there. It's in the name. But apparently it doesn't. It doesn't. Swatted doesn't mean SWAT team. These people. Fucking morons. And apparently I had one arguing with me about whether... They got upset. I I posted the Daily Beast article that had all the interviews with people that had worked with Tim Pool calling him a liar. And the dude like didn't accept that. 
But uh, he, he took issue with the framing of Tim Pool as right-wing. Yes, right-wing is not true according to the political compass test, not baseless far-left pundits that never watch his channel. Holy shit! I assure you, Michael, we watch plenty of Tim Pool. We are well aware of how far right Tim Pool is. But he portrays himself as some enlightened centrist, a journalist, just calling balls and strikes. He is not. That's part of his grift in order to take advantage of idiots like Michael Welch. Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? Yes. Oh, oh i got to show you guys this one. My good friend Kirk Ken over here. Uh... Responded that I'd posted, um, probably still have the screen. Some woman said transgender kids don't exist. And I posted this from Google Scholar showing all these scholarly articles about trans children. Okay, I get it. One search page on Google and it's true. Ha, you're probably some creepy pedo. What a creep to try to make this argument pointed out that's google scholar those are scientists and their peer-reviewed work call me a pedo again that's a serious allegation i'd love to teach you people a lesson because hey it wouldn't be hard to argue that, that someone calling me a pedo took a financial toll on my business would not be hard for me to argue that in court and it would also be very good for my channel be great publicity Kirkin then follows up, how about this? You're probably a filthy gay dude who likes to groom young children yourself and agrees teachers should be grooming six-year-olds as well. That better? Go get some help. You have deep, disturbing issues. Of course, I could be wrong, and you're just fucked in the head. And within seconds, I was blocked. Within seconds, I was blocked. Now, I'm going to assume... This account probably doesn't exist anymore after, you know, I filed a report. So, bye-bye, Kirkin! You can't just go around throwing accusations at people. I got canceled! Oh, fuck. What was my meme again? What was my meme? There we go. Oh, you want to you want to see a truly fucked up meme? This is from a group called Make Offensive Memes Great Again. Now this this is once again the reason why left wingers don't find right wing memes funny is because humor is an exaggeration of truth. What right-wingers do is make memes of what they wish were true. And I love how everything about this is factually inaccurate. Down to the fact that they have cuties up on the TV. Cuties is the personal story of a young lady who was in these dance competitions grew up to become a director and made a movie about her experiences. It is 100% anti-child exploitation. Now, yes, fucking Netflix used that poster to rile people up. It's it's this outrage marketing that's been going around. 
And right-wingers fucking fall for it. That movie would have flown way under the radar. But thanks to idiot right-wingers getting their panties in a wad over nothing, the movie got a, a lot of buzz. On Netflix. They, for some reason, also have a bottle of Jurgens and a ball gag. Weird. And to top it off, there's some, some fantastic racism there, as they call uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, Jumanji Brown Jackson. Right-wingers are morons. No, 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 I don't mean all of them, Dip. Some of them are actually intelligent and are just sociopaths. I've got to point that out. There are intelligent right-wingers. But, uh... They are nefarious in their, in their, um... Objectives. Nibs! Welcome, Snibs! Love your name! Thank you for being a freaking follower. Back to an actually funny meme. Think about the idea that climate change is happening and there's nothing we can do. I take issue with the idea that there's nothing we can do. We can mitigate, like, it's happening and we're going to see the effects of it. There are things that we can do to mitigate it. Now, we're going to see a certain level of sea level rise. We're going to see temperatures rise and we're going to have effects from that. But we can still... We can curb the worst case scenario, which is the runaway greenhouse effect, which is what Venus suffers from. Because that's the the worry is that we get to a point where all these things are playing off of each other and exponentially just wipe out everybody off the face of the earth. Predictions are indeed pretty dire. You're exactly right. I don't have children. I couldn't imagine. Well, climate change is already happening. We, we already see the effects, but like, I wouldn't bring children into this world. I also like fuck children. No, 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 no. Just to be clear. Don't fuck children. Not literally. Don't literally fuck children. Figuratively. Fuck your children. I don't like them. But even, even if I did like children, I wouldn't bring children into this world. I don't think, um... I think we're going to live in a weird amalgamation of Mad Max and Waterworld. Parts of the world are going to be Waterworld and parts of the world are going to be Mad Max in it. I really enjoy, I've watched, um, I've watched the original Mad Max and I've watched the, the remake what it Tom Hardy is the star of the remake? That's bait. I liked both of them. I actually watched the remake first. And I went back and watched the original in like 4K. I've got like the 4K release of it. I was not expecting the original to be like it was. The original was good. The remake was good. Both of them were excellent movies. Like, I, I was expecting a more apocalyptic world than what was in the original.
I I had I what is normal? That the original is not Beyond Thunderdome. That's the that's the sequel to it, isn't it? I think I don't know. I would have to look it up. Fuck, it's hot in here. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I forgot I've got a smart thermostat now. I didn't have to get up and do that. I mean, we're probably looking at the extinction of the human race in the next 100 years. I can see that. Thunderdome is the third one. Thank you, Aaron. I mean, as a member of the human race, I don't think extinction sounds very good, but some of you guys are are a little bit more cynical than I am. Hey, if it ends, it ends. I've seen Radiohead in concert. I saw Roger Waters. I saw Iron Maiden. I've seen Tool numerous times. (laughs) I, I... I saw Kesha, Lady Gaga. I've had a good life. I love the way, I love the way that like the, the my idea of a good life is all the all the musical acts I've seen in concert. <laughs> I've seen Modest Mouse multiple times. So I mean, I've I've led a good life. Ugh. You keep wanting me to go to the the IC. They're not my type of music. If I was gonna go to a festival. It'd be a it'd be a much different festival than that. No, in terms of a festival, I'd like to go to like Primavera Sound in Spain. Not even not even giving a shit of who is on the bill. Like I want to go to Primavera Sound. I want to go to uh, Hellfest. That is the weekend of Halloween in New Orleans. BJ, I mean, fucking roll the dice, whatever. <laughs> all, all of those are possible. <laughs> maybe, maybe even all of them at once. I don't know about Burning Man. It's a little too, it's a little too bougie for me. I here's the thing: is like I was gonna go to Bonnyroo in twenty because like I'm less than an hour away from Manchester, Tennessee. I was going to, like, it's amazing that I've lived here this long, this close to Bonnaroo, and I haven't went. So I was going to go in 2020, because, like, the fucking lineup was exactly what I wanted. It was, on Friday night, it was Miley Cyrus and then fucking Tool. Miley Cyrus and then Tool. Do you know who my, my two most played artists on Spotify in 2019 were Miley Cyrus and Tool? No, I'm not really into EDM. I just, I've just, uh, like, I'm into, like, electric, electronic pop music now. 
Like, I've really gotten into, uh, like, Gary Newman and shit like the New Wave 80s electronic pop music. And, like, here's a... I was, I was at a... I was at the uh, Mountain Oasis Festival. It was, it was Moog Fest once upon a time in Asheville. They renamed it. The first year it was Mountain Oasis Festival. I went, uh, it was like Nine Inch Nails. Uh, that's where I saw Gary Newman and became a huge fan. I saw Godspeed You. Um, I can't even remember who all was there, but like Bass Nectar was the headliner on Friday night. And they, like, Bass Nectar was in the arena, and then, um, what's that fucking, what's that band everybody likes I don't really care for? Neutral Milk Hotel. Neutral Milk Hotel was in the theater. So I went down to the, the theater, like, my girlfriend and I, that I was with at the time, we went down to the theater to watch Neutral Milk Hotel. We were, like, two songs in, I'm like, I don't really like this. I don't think I'm into them. Yeah, I think Coachella is too bougie for me. But we go up and we watch Bass Nectar, and I fucking had a great time at Bass Nectar. And I got to see, uh, apparently, like, he only does it live, and it's that frog song. And, like, that, that song is fucking killer. But, yeah, like, that that's not uh, Firefest. Fest. <laughs> Shit. I'm surprised Elon Musk hasn't tried to do something like that. You are ten minutes from from the Rue? Oh shit. BJ. I I might hit you. I you know, I don't uh I'm sure I had to have looked at the acts that are there this year. But I can't remember if I was really interested in anything. Who we got? Who we got? Who we got? Where's the poster? Fuck you, Bonnaroo. Because, like, seriously, 2020 was just such a fucking... That was the perfect lineup for me. That's the campgrounds. That was last year's, which ended up getting canceled. Yeah, I'm not even seeing the the lineup. Oh, okay, here we go, here we go. So, Stevie Nicks, Machine Gun Kelly, Roddy Rich. You like? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into that. I like Coin. I love Pussifer. Pussifer is my favorite band, but like that's. Sunday night. Now, I like all them uh, witches. Yeah, I'm not into that. Then Saturday night is Tool, Flume, and 21 Savage. I don't even know who Flume is. 21 Savage, eh. Billy Strings is alright. I really like Churches. Don't give a shit about Ludacris. Like, fuck it, this lineup just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, J. Cole is probably my, my favorite on Friday. Uh, the Chicks are all right. Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. I almost saw them when I was in uh, 
when I lived in Blacksburg. Yeah, this I would not pay the fucking like three hundred dollars for a ticket to to see this lineup. This 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 ain't hitting the spot for me. Nor nor does there seem to be um nor does there seem to be a night that I drop a hundred bucks on. Metalcore, the pump and dump musk. Uh, I did not put the story on here for tonight, but Musk was indeed caught. Apparently, he did not disclose his purchase of Twitter stock for days, kept buying up stock, violated SEC rules in order to make an extra $126 million on that shit. I told you he was scamming people. I told you. Oh, BJ just wants me to BJ just wants me to come up and have some Jack Daniels in the backyard. Hey, I might. I might do that. Don't tip me, brother. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me pull it up. I was I was going to uh do this because I got a whole bunch of like fucking financial stories I wanted to do. I'm probably gonna like go into it um on Sunday. The Washington Post. Elon Musk delayed filing a form and made $156 million by delaying his disclosure of his stake in Twitter. Musk bought it at an artificially low price. He's a fucking fraud. And man, the people on Twitter hate it when you call Elon Musk a fucking fraud. That's what the whole Michael Malice shit was over the other day. A shart of a human indeed. Okay, I haven't even I haven't even gone over what we're going to uh what we're gonna talk about tonight. Let's do that. Let's get let's get that out of the way. The UN has suspended Russia from the Human Rights Council. We also have a mass shooting. In Israel, apparently close to Tel Aviv. I've also got some cop shit I wanna I wanna bitch about. Joe Rogan says the woke agenda has come for his kid. What's up, Spider? All you beautiful people in chat. We're going to get into the BLM founders and their $6 million mansion. We're going to we're gonna listen to some right-wingers uh, uh, go on about them. Then we're going to actually uh, hear what the real story is. Not, not saying that there's not blame to go around. But I'm sure that the right-wing is blowing it out of proportion, much like they are blowing the whole Stacey Abrams net worth story out of proportion. We're going to hear what Fox News has to say about Stacey Abrams. Governor Greg Abbott says he will be busing immigrants to Washington, D.C. Spider, I'm I'm with you. I almost laid back down with the cats earlier this afternoon. About 3 o'clock, all three of the cats were in bed. I, I went and took a piss. I'm coming out of the bathroom. I'm like, ooh, you guys look comfortable. I could just I could just slide in with all of you guys. We can cuddle up. Ain't that right, Soxy Poo? 
He was uh, he was really concerned. So they finally came in. If you were here for the stream earlier when Judge Katanji Brown Jackson was confirmed to the Supreme Court, you know that I was I was uh, sneaking hits of my bong because uh, I was expecting workers to come into my apartment at any minute. That did eventually happen, and. Uh, it, it made socks very, very concerned. I had to, I had to put all the cats out on the patio. Here is socks. There's like a dude. Dri- so I've got um, French doors in my bedroom. So he's looking through the French doors at some dude drilling a hole in my bedroom, and he's heckin' concerned. And it was so wild, I just, I sat him on the couch out there, and he put himself in that position, and then didn't move the whole time they were here. He just has little paws up on the, on the arm of the couch. Cute little baby. Yes, yes, for those of you who aren't aware, I have a couch on my back patio. I have a screened-in, roofed back patio. Sometimes the rain hits it, but not often. It is a pull-out couch, and I used I used to sleep out there from time to time on like nice spring nights. But there's a, there's like a fucking a light or a one of the one of the AC units makes a weird fucking noise now, and I can't sleep outside anymore. <laughs> oh shit! What the couch? The couch is not nice. The couch. Somebody was throwing that away at my old apartment. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. What is up, Ninetales? Hey, beautiful. I have not seen you in a little bit. Hey, I'll take a gun to it. But actually, I actually like the couch. Like, that when it was in my living room at my old apartment, I didn't like that couch. It was very uncomfortable. But as a couch for the back patio, that couch is so comfortable. I love laying out there on that couch. I used to have a, my, my old TV was actually on a, on a TV stand that had wheels, which is why I don't have that TV anymore, because it fell off of the, the TV stand with wheels. Oh, they okay. So, I'm like wheeling the, the TV around. I used to take it out onto the patio, so I would lay out on the back patio on that couch and play video games. But I can't do that anymore because now I've got a giant-ass TV that's over here. Because I really want... I was really wanting to keep that TV and have it in the bedroom so I could, like, wheel it out the French doors. Have movie night out on the patio. He was so concerned. He was so concerned with everything going on. Oh shit! Let's uh, let's finish running down what we're going to talk about tonight because I do a real hard hitting news show. I said that to Curious Her. I was like, I I genuinely strive to do an informative news show, and she's like, yells at caller. I'm like, well, he deserved it. We're going to talk about the candidate in Ohio who was accused of photoshopping his face on a black soldier. Now, apparently that's not real. However, 
he did invoke the name of Martin Luther King Jr., uh, and Martin Luther King Jr.'s family isn't happy with him. Apparently, uh, Schumer is trying to put together a bipartisan coalition in order to get it through the Senate. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we get the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act passed through the Senate. I don't have faith that if it, if it does go through the Senate, that it's not going to be watered down. The House bill is actually pretty good. And you live in my walls. You can fucking, I've got a couch on the back patio. You're, you can come sleep on the couch on the back patio. You don't have to live in the walls. Oh, you want the walls. Okay. That's possible that it's going to sit uh, sit there for a while. But Schumer is indeed trying to put together a bipartisan coalition to get it passed. You guys know my thoughts on Chucky Schumer. I don't have much faith in him. Representative Marjorie Green apparently filed a report with the Capitol Police over a joke by Jimmy Kimmel. Matt Gates has come to the defense of Representative Green. Amnestic, welcome. Howdy. We're going to talk about Utah Governor, what's it, Spencer Cox. Spencer Cox. Is that his name, Spencer Cox? It's something Cox. Governor Cox of Utah introduced himself and said his pronouns. And boy, howdy, has that triggered right-wingers. So we're going to listen to Tucker Carlson about Governor Cox saying his pronouns. But then we're going to... We're going to pivot and we're going to learn a little something about Tucker Carlson and the type of person that Carlson likes to defend. Okay, okay. We've got a lot of January 6th news tonight. Uh, We're going to talk about the committee obtaining the John Eastman emails. A court has ordered a January 6th lawyer to be disbarred. Oh, oh, oh. Uh... New York Attorney General has asked that Trump be held in contempt of court. Carlson still has a job because he is feeding people the bullshit they want to hear. So we're going to we're going to talk about all this January 6th shit, but then there's an interesting case on January 6th where a judge threw out the charges against one of the defendants. The Daily Wire, this is like the only January 6th case the Daily Wire is covering. Daily Wire had a whole write-up about this, this case. But what was weird to me is after the Daily Wire has spent weeks, months, now fucking talking about groomers and, and child pedophiles and all these don't-say-gay bills and shit, after months... Of fear mongering on that, 
I see the Daily Wire post this article about January the 6th, but it's not the information about January the 6th that struck me as odd. It was the fact that they were promoting an alleged pedophile named Alan Dershowitz. Alex Jones did indeed give his deposition. I don't know how many uh, days of fines he racked up, but he I think he sat for the deposition yesterday. Or it might have been today. I'm pretty sure I saw the story this morning. Before we start off with the actual news tonight, let's let's do this video, which was just posted on a local news site uh, within the last couple of hours, because it really pissed me off. What you are seeing here is the SWAT team tear a hole into a man's house. Now, here's the thing. Indiana State Police SWAT team tore a hole in an Anderson home. Police said a man wanted on a parole violation. So he, he, he wasn't even a dangerous criminal. He was wanted on a parole violation. He wasn't accused of shooting up a neighborhood or anything. He wasn't accused of harming somebody. He was wanted on a parole violation. He ran inside a rando man's home and barricaded him inside. The homeowner, who was not a suspect, escaped the house. And then police did this to the man's house. A completely innocent man over an alleged parole violation. Now, I hate to, I hate to tell the homeowner, they're not going to pay for that. You're going to have to sue them. Cops don't ever pay for damage that they do. You are going to have to sue them and good luck winning. You might get the city or the county. Was it was it the sheriff's deputy? It was the Indiana State Police. So you might get the you might get the state to pay for it after years of litigation. It doesn't make any sense. And this is another reason why fuck the cops. Fuck the cops. Fuck the cops. Nine tells us that's exactly right. That's a huge part of it. They One, they want to use their toys. And two, they want to justify their outlandish fucking budgets. I mean, I'm just in in shock. Now, if there's one good thing I can say about this whole story is that most of the comments are against it. So at least the people are waking up. And if you if you ever see cops talking about their like drug bust and they have like two bags, like two ounces of marijuana, people make fucking fun of them. You guys know my opinion. I am part of the Christopher Dorner Appreciation Society. You could actually get that t-shirt with the badge and Chris Dorner's face on it. 
at the Freak Store. It is one of my favorite t-shirts I've made. I really like the content warning one you're seeing now, but the Chris Dorner Appreciation Society, that's my favorite t-shirt. That's it. That's it. You're seeing it right now. You guys want a cool t-shirt, go get that t-shirt. I don't, I don't plug my Freak Store enough. Some people might think that that's actually like a, a, a like a, a comedy bit down there, but no, no, no. The freak store is real. Quality merchandise mocking idiot right wingers. This this is insane. This is fucking insane. Uh, stream elements didn't know what to do, but Nightbot had you covered. Thank you, Tones. You're awesome. Yes, Che, thank you. Thank you for the purchase. You got, uh, I think you got Dorner and uh, the content warning, two of my favorites. Uh, I need I need to get a new batch of shirts. I've got several. Uh, I've got right-wingers and morons, of course. Versh, you're wrong. I'm sorry, I fucked your name up. Versh, you're now Versh. This is destruction of somebody's property just because they were scared to go busting in, apparently. You couldn't just go in and get him. Awesome. Versh, thank you for being a freaking follower. Welcome to the community. You are now part of the Troll Patrol. For those of you who may be new, I I do a rundown of the nightly news. The show wasn't supposed to be the news. I was supposed to be live trolling people, but I kept getting banned on social media. But I, I like the name of the show. I like the color scheme, so we kept it. But we do the news now, and I wait for people to troll me. There was no reason to do that at all. The only reason, and here's the thing. It was like the dude I was arguing with last night. He felt that the cops were in the right to err on the side of caution on their part. But my reading of the Constitution says that I believe that cops should err on the side of the citizens' innocence. So it doesn't matter if the cops think there might be guns in there. Don't give a shit. Your job is to die, if necessary, to bring in a citizen alive. And if you aren't up to doing that job, find another fucking job. Exactly, they are scared to do their job. They are quick to empty their clips. They're taught to empty their clips. And yeah, yeah, as I pointed out to the dude last night, it's not even in the top 10 most dangerous jobs. Being a pizza delivery driver is a more dangerous job. Being an Uber driver is a more dangerous job than being a cop. So I salute the men and women putting their lives on the line to get us drunk asses back and forth from downtown.
The UN has suspended Russia from the Human Rights Council. That vote happened earlier today. Ambassador Thomas Greenfield, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, it's really important to talk to you about what the world can do. You know, and you've heard President Zelensky literally tear into the UN and its lack of... Okay, I don't know what is going on with this video from Amanpour. ...that you called for, the US has called for, the suspension of Russia... Got a fucked up uh, ratio on it. Can you actually do that? Do you have the votes, do you think? Absolutely. We have been working very, very hard since this war started to build a coalition of countries who are prepared to condemn Russia. Uh, We got 141 votes the first time we went into the General Assembly. The second time we got 140, and I have no doubt that we can defeat... What is up, uh, Neko girl? Welcome. ...on on the Human Rights Council. Uh, They don't deserve to be on the Human Rights Council. Every single country uh, in the General Assembly, they know that, how they vote... Uh, will uh, be very, very important, and we're engaging with every single country to encourage them to support this effort. Oh, apparently I was wrong, and that they didn't actually vote to remove them yet. I thought that vote was, was happening today votes that you've just enumerated in the past. We need a apparently they do have the votes. those present and voting. And so I don't know that we'll get 140. Uh, I know that we will get the two-thirds vote required of those voting uh, to to win this. Okay. And what is the practical implication of suspending Russia? And why suspension and not outright expulsion? So they can't veto. The practical result of it is continued isolation uh, of the Russians, uh, a, a strong message from the international community that we're not going to well, allow... Russia had a veto, so... Council ...declare themselves supporters of human rights. Here, here's the thing, you can't, you can't condemn Russia when Russia has a veto. Well, they you can't take action against Russia when Russia can veto that action. And so that's the message that we want uh, to send, and that is the uh, effect of, of, of that message. It is to get them off. You're of- right, BJ. You're right. I, I thought it already happened. That's what we were talking about. But apparently, like, it's just we're, we're finger, uh, finger waving right now. As for President Zelensky, he addressed the Security Council, and he was pretty scathing, Ambassador. And he referred not just to this conflict, but... I'm, I'm done with Russia right now. We're going to move on. Oh, by the way, I want, I want to clarify something. I kept trying to say... I should have just said Seoul, South Korea last night. I kept trying to pronounce it. I have this habit that I'm, I've been trying to say places the way the locals pronounce it. I, I told the story not that long ago about how I was on the radio in Eastern Kentucky and... My program director got on to me because I said holler instead of hollow. Because, like, it's a holler in eastern Kentucky. That's what it is. So, also, I've been, I've, like, with Ukraine, I, I, you know, I started off saying uh, Kiev because that's the way I thought it was pronounced, but apparently the locals call it Kiev. So, I switched my pronunciation of it. That's kind of like, you know, I, I, I feel the need to say Chile instead of Chile. 
or Mexico instead of Mexico. But then again, when I have this thick southern accent, this thick southern accent, it makes it hard to say words. Like the other night, I was out to dinner with Sparkles, and I was trying to tell her about Ghost of Tashimi, which I had been playing. And I kept trying to say it the way they say it in the video game, which is, goes to Shetima. <laughs> and she, she was like, what the fuck are you saying? And I had, like, I had to show her the name. Oh, Ghost of Tashimi. But no, 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 Shetima. I'm fucking it up, just like I fucked up. I was trying to say, like, yo. <laughs> Totally fucked it up. I should have just said Seoul, South Korea last night and moved on, but I kept saying it funky. That was one of those things. I'm laying in bed last night, and I'm like, fuck, I kept saying that really funky. And I I should have just said it like Seoul and moved on. Yes, Sparkles is hilarious. We've got some new peeps in here tonight. On Friday nights, I do a show called The Friday Night Freak Show. It is a comedy show. I have a co-host. Her name is Sparkles Lavendar. And she is fucking hilarious. Do tune in for that. So the Koreans pronounce it soul. And your Vietnamese ex pronounced it seol. No, no, I want to be respectful to the local tongue. That's 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 what it is. I'm not ashamed of being an English speaker. Like, like I, when I was in college, uh, my girlfriend had a friend, and she was from Chile. And my girlfriend corrected me all the time when I would say Chile. Fucking, it's Chile. Okay, okay, touche, touche. As I said, when I was on the radio in Eastern Kentucky. There is no such thing as a hollow in Eastern Kentucky. That uh, there there are hollows in fucking Vermont. There is, there are not hollows in Eastern Kentucky. They're hollers. I didn't grow up on Hurricane Creek. I grew up on Hurricane Creek. I'm a language trader. <laughs> I'm just try, I'm just trying to be respectful. That's all. That's all. I wanted to get that off my chest. That 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 ate at me last night as I was laying in bed. No, no, it wasn't even when I was. It wasn't even when I was laying in bed. I was trying to fucking play. I because of the right wing assault on Disney. I'm like, all right. I was. I've already played Kingdom Hearts one. It's time to time to move on in Kingdom Hearts. Since everybody is all upset with Disney, I'm gonna play Kingdom Hearts two. I was playing Kingdom Hearts two, and like I couldn't even. I kept dying in the in the in. The Beast Castle. <laughs> because I was like, I really fucked up saying soul. Tucci. Have I been saying touche wrong? What? No, 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 no. You're just fucking with me, right? <laughs> Don't do that. I'm not high enough for this shit. Oh, and then I have to I have to transition from laughing my ass off to being like a shooting in popular Tel Aviv area kills two Israelis, eight people are wounded. Wait, the E is signed? No, you guys are fucking with me.
Touche. Touche. I said it right. Okay, okay. I thought. Oh, how do Oh, I put two C's. My keyboard's been fucking up. Don't think I can't spell. I can't. My keyboard's been fucking up. They used to, um, like when I was running graphics at the TV station, they used to like blame me if there were misspelled words in the graphics. And I'm like, I'm just cutting and pasting what the producer wrote. Blame them. Because, like, I can look at a word that's misspelled and not even realize it's misspelled. That's so you are more than welcome to do a little trolling. I I welcome the trolling. A shooting in popular Tel Aviv area kills two Israelis, eight are wounded. Motive for the attack was not immediately clear, but tensions have soared following the recent killings of 11 people in Israel. For some reason, it's always about this time of year, shit seems to pop off in apartheid Israel. At least two people were killed and another eight wounded in a series of shootings. I shouldn't say apartheid Israel. I don't think Tel Aviv is near the apartheid area. Hours after the shooting, the suspected gunman remained at large. Hundreds of Israeli police officers, canine units, and army special forces were conducting a massive manhunt in central Tel Aviv. Buildings by building uh, through the densely populated residential neighborhoods. Amichi Ashed, the Tel Aviv police commander, said, By the way, ACAB means uh, Amichi Ashed as well. Said the shooter opened fire into a crowded bar at around 9 p.m., and then fled the scene. My first thought would be, were they American? Were they American? What's, it's Passover, it's Ramadan. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, Sparkles shared out this little uh, helpful hint. Rabbis say marijuana is kosher for Passover, so don't forget that. Germany. Is there I've I've never heard a German person say it. And believe I I was watching German porn all this morning. I was into some pissing shit. Somehow somehow I got onto that. It was all German. Sierra. Ah, oh, my love. I haven't talked to you in a while. Oh, Deutschland. Okay, okay. Maybe I'll adopt that. But just in case any of you are Jewish and you need to know, marijuana is kosher for Passover. And while we're while we're talking about marijuana, don't forget we are less than two weeks away, a week from Wednesday, the 420 Spectacular and Troll Patrol two-year anniversary special. We're going to be starting off the festivities that Wednesday at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern. I usually always say it as uh, Eastern Time. I slipped there. Said my time instead of the Eastern Time. Unfortunately, there will, there will be no sparkles. Sparkles does not celebrate 420. It's a somber day for her. 
had, she had a little bit of the tragedy. So I, cause I, I, I asked her, I was like, are you going to stop by for 420, you know, in on Pacific time after you get off work? And she's like, remember, I don't celebrate 420. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I try, I try to get sparkles to join us. Four o'clock Eastern Time, a week from Wednesday. The two-year anniversary of the Troll Patrol and 420 Spectacular. We're gonna be playing clips for those of you who are new to the show and you don't uh, you don't know about all the old shit like uh, the debate between me and Old Gord. Yeah, his name is Old Gord, probably because his head looked like a fucking melon. I watched the clip last because I was getting prepared for the show. I watched the clip last night. Fucking, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I would love to be able to get a hold of Old Gord and bring him on again. And uh, you guys, you guys probably. I know what I said there. I know what I said there. So yeah. you the one. You see, you were that. That's how this all started. I saw you running your cocksucker, <laughs> and I answered your call. All right. All right. You, you bug me. I've got. I know. did. No, 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 no. I didn't bug you. you. I'm telling you, I've got all these these run-ins with these idiot right wingers from the past. We're going to go over them all. My interview with Kyle Rittenhouse after he got out on Bond. That was hilarious. I can't believe people are still pissed off at me over that. Well, yeah, I have not moved since then. That was only two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, Not the same couch, though. Not the same couch. Crap. Oh, I've got. I've gotten. Everything's just a plot against you. A fucking general in the military is a closet Democrat. Listen to yourself. So I, I do have a new couch. You can't really see it back there. Other than that, same same apartment, same apartment. Oh, with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Oh God, I had a lot of fun with that. We've got all kinds of shit. All kinds of shit. We're gonna we're gonna see my live reaction to January sixth as it was happening. Uh, we've got election night coverage. All kinds. So much shit has happened in the two years we've been doing the troll patrol. Trump got COVID. Trump got COVID. I actually um. I prefer having this kind of a background as a per as opposed to doing like a green screen thing. And that was that was my uh, plan was I wanted more I wanted more stimulus I wanted more COVID stimulus because my dining room area was going to get turned into a green screen for other things not for this show. That was my next step of my studio.
Oh, anyway, we got we got news to cover, don't we? Sorry, plugs plugs for the upcoming 420 special. Oh shit! The New York Attorney General wants Donald Trump held in contempt and fined ten thousand dollars per day. I, why not go higher? Fucking Alex Jones fined twenty five grand a day. Why not more? Why not more? Turning to some news off the hill, tell us about New York Attorney General Letitia James' contempt of court filing related to former President Trump. And Nicole, you'll recall this is a civil case. The Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, has filed against Trump over his finances, including the transparency of. You watched an episode of The Benny Show? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Holy shit. I can't imagine what it's like. <laughs> just just the few clips we've watched here on the show have been excruciating. What well, we watched one last night. He he is all over the Hunter Biden laptop shit. He posts about 20 videos a day saying Hunter Biden getting ready to go to jail. Joe Biden's going to be impeached. Going to be perp walked out of the White House because that's what his audience wants to hear. It's so sad. That's that's the thing that bothers me is there's so many people, there's so many commentators that do this. And all they're doing is feeding their audience what they want to hear. Like, I I don't know how they are able to live with themselves. I try to be as factual as I can. I try to give you guys pertinent information. I, I encourage you to call me out if I'm wrong. I want to be corrected. Let's look it up here on the, on the air. I, I know what my bias is, and I try to be aware of it. That's one of the reasons why I go headfirst into what right-wingers are saying. A, a lot of this show is shaped by what right-wing news is saying because I'm trying to refute their narrative while also talking about the criminal justice stories that I find important while highlighting exactly what's going on in Congress and while uh, uh, promoting... Uh, uh, collectivism unionism they look at their bank account for comfort you're right spider you're right I just I couldn't do that I couldn't live with myself many many fucking if I was smart if I could if I could pull it off I could do a show called the troll or not the troll do the the patriot patrol the show that I did on April 1st last year, do the Patriot Patrol, do that as a completely separate product, build up an audience off of that, and then turn back to the Troll Patrol. But I, I can't do it. I just, I, I couldn't get up here and say the things I would need to say in order to get over with that audience. Yeah, I used some wrestling terminology there. I said to get over with their audience. Uh, anyway, Letitia James in New York City... Filing contempt of court charges. Attorney General Letitia James contempt of court filing related to former President Trump. And Nicole, you'll recall this is a civil case. The Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, has filed against Trump over his finances, including the transparency of his finances. Not to be conflated with the criminal investigation happening in Manhattan. This is a civil Which is basically stalled. James in a statement today says former president is not following... If you didn't join us last week, the Manhattan criminal case 
One of the lead attorneys resigned in protest of the new DA not actually bringing charges against Trump. Court orders for his records in this case. She says he is trying to evade. Ray Epps, thank you for being a freaking follower. I have got questions for you, Mr. Epps, about your involvement in January 6th, about your work as an Oath Keeper. I'd also like to know about the ranch that you have. (laughs) And then she said, in so many words, no one is above the law. She wants a judge to have a criminal contempt finding against Donald Trump. Well, we have heard that phrase multiple times in the past 24 hours. Last night on the U.S. House floor, it was House Democrats saying no one is above the law about Trump aides Peter Navarro and Dan Scavino for allegedly stonewalling the House Select January 6th committee. They want contempt. For the same damn charge, contempt of Congress. Those two Trump aides. But we've learned something in that process, that a referral and a recommendation for a criminal charge for contempt doesn't guarantee one will be yielded. So the future is uncertain. Boy, howdy. Merrick Garland, why aren't you doing your job? With Tish James's recommendation against Donald Trump. Good evening. Shut up, Nora O'Donnell. Nobody wants to hear from you. I'm doing the nightly news. You heard him mention Scavino and Navarro. House votes to hold former Trump aides in contempt of Congress. The House on Wednesday voted to hold former Trump administration aides Peter Navarro and Dan Scavino in contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with subpoenas from the January 6th committee. As the panel seeks to piece together former President Trump's actions on January 6th, it has referred multiple uncooperative members of his inner circle to the Justice Department for contempt in hopes of extracting their first-hand accounts and documents. Unfortunately, the only one who has a court date set is Steve Bannon, and it's sometime next year. Some help that is going to be for the January 6th committee. Seriously, the DOJ is really upsetting me at the moment. <laughs> I I have no clue who, like, maybe they like being Ray Epps. They created their account on April 3rd, so like three days ago, four days ago. (laughs) Talk to us, Ray. Let's know what's going on. Maybe you've got some inside information on January 6th. Funny that you show up. Funny that I start talking about stories having to do with January 6th and Ray Epps pops into my Twitch. Conspiracy? January 6th panel obtains emails of ex-Trump lawyer tried to shield. The House Select Committee investigating January 6th attack is reviewing a trove of emails that John Eastman, the ex-lawyer for President Trump, had tried to keep secret. A total of 101 emails sent between January 4th and January 7th were turned over to the committee after a judge ruled Eastman failed to adequately prove attorney-client privilege to prevent their release. You can't claim attorney-client privilege when the attorney is accused of committing the crimes as well. The emails purportedly show Eastman and other Trump aides discussing various methods to bar Congress from certifying the 2020 election results, including weaponizing the courts. If you think the name Eastman sounds familiar to you, 
It's because he is the author of the Eastman Memo, which basically laid out what they were going to do on January the 6th. Tom Hartman writing for Salon. I'm a huge fan of Tom Hartman. Much different style of radio than me, but I fucking love Tom Hartman. He wrote this piece for Salon today. Clarence Thomas must resign from the Supreme Court and his wife should be prosecuted. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. I doubt Thomas is going to resign, so you should fucking impeach him. You should fucking impeach him. In 1969, Richard Nixon and congressional Republicans took down the Supreme Court's most liberal member, Abe Fortas, threatening to send his wife to prison. There's a lesson here for today's Democrats and Clarence Thomas. Today's Democrats are calling on Justice Thomas to recuse himself from decisions involving Donald Trump's conspiracy to overthrow our government. Good Lord, recusal is not far enough. They should be calling on him to resign and his wife to be prosecuted. It appears that Ginny Thomas, the wife of Justice Thomas, participated in a plot to overthrow the government of the United States, which is astonishing in and of itself. But then her husband was the sole vote on the court to help that same seditious conspiracy when Donald Trump sued to block President Joe Biden from passing presidential papers to the January 6th House Committee. The only vote on the court to support Trump's efforts to hide his crimes was that of Clarence Thomas, which... Democrats aren't even pointing to. They're saying that if a matter dealing with January 6th should come before the court, Thomas should recuse himself. Fuck, there's already been one, and he didn't. And he was the only dissent. Which raises the question, what will Congress and the Justice Department do about those crimes? Nothing! 54 years ago, Republicans went nuts over an ethics scandal involving a Democratic-appointed member of the Supreme Court, and their effort produced so much pressure that he had had to resign. Will Democrats similarly force a Thomas resignation, giving Biden another SCOTUS nominee? That possibility, the reason why Senator Lindsey Graham just hinted that if the Senate flips Republican in this fall's 2022 election, the GOP will block all Biden appointees to the court, up to and through the 2024 election. Luckily for us, the Democrats are more than likely going to retain control of the Senate. They're probably even going to expand their control of the Senate. My prediction is it's going to be like a 52-48 Senate. There are eight seats that the Democrats could theoretically pick up. I think they're going to pick up at least two or three of them. Pennsylvania and Ohio should be no-brainers. Kentucky and Louisiana are long shots, but I think are possible because there are great candidates running in those two races. To understand the possibilities, it's essential to know the precedent, how Republicans pulled it off back in 1968 and 69. Noice. Justice Abe Fortas didn't resign until President Richard Nixon's campaign manager and Attorney General John Mitchell threatened to bring felony corruption charges against Fortas's wife. But I get ahead of myself. It's a truly amazing story that most people alive today know nothing about. It started with dirty movies being shown in the U.S. Capitol. I remember the Fortas Film Festival because when it started in the summer of 1968, I was a teenage boy and curious about the movies that Senator Strom Thurmond was showing to his male peers in that meeting room in the Capitol. Most people in America are probably also curious 
The Supreme Court had recently legalized pornography. There's a fantastic Bill Hicks bit about that. But watching it back then meant sitting in a sleazy theater in a sleazy part of town with a bunch of sleazy characters. But the infamous segregationist Thurmond was on a roll in 1968, playing dirty movies back-to-back for any sender or aide who wanted to show up. Time Magazine did a feature on it, noting that day after day last week, Thurman buttonholed, I've never heard that phrase before, buttonholed, buttonholed his colleagues to watch the film. It sounds sexual. Buttonholed sounds sexual. You live in sexual anarchy? Buttonholed his colleagues to watch the films in darkened Senate offices. Hey, all you white old men, let's go into this darkened Senate office and watch us some pornography. One aide of Richard Nixon called it the Fortis Film Festival. The senators were not titillated, but shocked. And they left the showings in a grim mood. The screenings apparently swayed some votes away from Fortis. Senators know that middle-class opposition to pornography is rising, and the subject, like the Supreme Court itself, has become a symbol of what is wrong in the U.S. The newspapers loved it as similar film festivals popped up on campuses across the country. Yale, for example, got into the act, holding their own Fortis Film Festival, featuring the same movies Thurman had shown to the Senate. The main feature of the night was Flaming Creatures... Seen months earlier by members of the Senate Judiciary Committee during their debate on Judge Fortas's nomination as Chief Justice, in the audience was John T. Rich, editor of the Yale Law Journal. I figured if Senator Strom Thurmond could see the movie, so could I. I am going to look it up. Let's see what kind of, like, was it? Not even, it's going to be tame. It's going to be tame by the standards of what I watched this morning. Oh, that's what was wrong with it. Oh, I see now. I see now. Maybe the title should have gave it away. Flaming Creatures. The 1963 American experimental film directed by Jack Smith. The film shows performers dressed in elaborate drag for several disconnected scenes, including a lipstick commercial, an orgy, and an earthquake. 100% artistic. This isn't pornography. This isn't pornography. Because of the graphic depiction of sexuality, some venues refused to show flaming creatures. And in March 1964, police interrupted the screening and seized a print of the film. Jonas Mekas, Ken Jacobs, and Florence Koff were charged, and the film was ruled to be in violation of New York's obscenity laws. That's where we got the Supreme Court ruling from. So it probably wasn't the sexuality in it. It was, you know, the drag queens. Same moral panic. Same same shit, different day. Now I feel the need to watch this movie. So, what provoked the Fortis Film Festivals? It was purely a burning desire by conservatives to shift the Supreme Court to the right, amplified by Nixon's vigorous campaign that year to become president in the November election. It started in the last year of LBJ's presidency. 
1968, Supreme Court Justice Justice Earl Warren, a liberal who had been appointed by Dwight Eisenhower, decided to resign from the court so that Lyndon Johnson would have a full six months to replace him with another liberal. LBJ proposed elevating the only Jewish member of the Supreme Court to become the new Chief Justice and Homer Thornberry to fill Warren's empty seat. But racist and anti-Semitic conservatives like Thurmond and presidential candidate Nixon saw the upcoming hearings as a grand opportunity. Speaking of which, by the way, uh, the Republicans walked out on the historic confirmation of Katanji Brown-Jackson earlier today. They postponed Thornberry's nomination, front-loading the hearings about putting Fortas in charge of the court and then ran an acquisition, uh, an inquisition into Fortas over a $15,000 speaking fee he'd taken to address a college group. Clarence Thomas has also taken $15,000 speaking fees for the record. With that scandalous payment and his vote on the court to legalize pornography as excuses, Republicans and Southern conservative Democrats like Thurmond uh, raid a Senate filibuster to block the liberal Fortas's elevation to chief justice. It dragged out for months. On October 2nd of 1968, it became obvious the filibuster couldn't be broken and Fortas withdrew his name from consideration for chief justice, although he planned to remain on the court as an associate justice. By then, it was too late for LBJ to elevate another liberal to chief justice. Uh, Warren stayed on the court for another uh, half year to provide continuity. And also too late for LBJ's nominee, Thornberry, even to be considered to replace Warren's empty seat before the presidential election four weeks later. That was just the beginning. Once Nixon came into office on January 20th, he put ending the Supreme Court's liberal bent at the top of his agenda. That meant not only replacing Warren, who stayed on until June 23rd of 1969. Noise. But to tip the court, conservative getting rid of Fortas, its most liberal member. So once again, this is a piece by Tom Hartman in Salon. It was published today. If you would like to read it, I will link it in the comments. By the way, if for just a dollar a month on Patreon... You can get all of my uh, notes from everyday's show. Uh, don't be discouraged. Like if you if you see a story and you want me to shoot you the link, just say it and I'll post it in the comments. Happy to do it. But if you would be interested in something like the Troll Patrol newsletter, which is all of my notes from everyday's show, just a dollar on Patreon. Just a dollar a month on Patreon. The court orders the January 6th defense lawyer, a January 6th defense lawyer, disbarred. The most immediate impact of Jonathan Mosley's disbarment may be in the upcoming trial of 11 Oath Keepers facing charges of seditious conspiracy for their role in the Capitol breach. The Virginia State Court has disbarred Jonathan Mosley an attorney who was, has represented a slew of high-profile January 6th defendants, including a member of the Oath Keepers charged with seditious conspiracy, as well as several targets of the House Select Committee investigating the attack on the Capitol. Most prominent among Mosley's criminal clients is Kelly Meggs, an Oath Keeper from Florida who took on a leadership role for the group that breached the Capitol. Mosley also previously represented Zachary Rail. Uh, one of the Proud Boys leaders charged with conspiring to obstruct Congress on January 6th, though he withdrew from that case in December. On Friday, after a two-day hearing in Prince William County Circuit Court, 
a three-judge panel ordered Mosley's law license revoked. Details of the bar discipline case against Mosley were not immediately available, but a summary posted on the Virginia State Bar website on Tuesday said the court found that he violated professional rules that govern safekeeping property, uh, meritous claims, and contentiousness, and contentions, 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 contentions. Candor toward the tribunal, fairness to opposing party and counsel, an authorized practice of law, multi-jurisdictional practice of law, bar admission, and disciplinary matters and misconduct. They just threw the fucking book at him. The goat tweakers. Mosley plans to fight the disbarment and immediately filed an appeal, reached by phone on Tuesday night and asked about the bar action. He was tight-lipped. On appeal and otherwise confidential, I'll have to wait on that. Thanks, Mosley said before hanging up. Now, I don't think you're going to be able to pull a a, uh, a Saul Goodman. You're not going to be able to slip a battery into your, your witness's pocket. I'm very stoked. Better Call Saul comes back on in like a week, two weeks, something like that. I think it's the 17th, like 10 days away. I've been jonesing for it. It's all good, man. Speaking of good, this is the good lawyers who always do a fantastic job. How do you all... They were asking some Trump supporters about the events of January 6th. Hang on to your seats, pals. About the events of January 6th. Uh, A lot of that was Antifa. You think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yeah, I do. Really? Um, yes. Why why would Antifa interrupt the certification of an election in which their candidate w- won? Wouldn't they want him to be certified? Um it just it, they uh just want to disrupt in any way possible. Do you, do you think do you think Antifa wanted him to be president? I guess is what I'm what I'm asking. Yes. Yeah. So why would they interrupt the certification of the vote on January sixth? I have a different view. Well, it's, it's, if you, it's just like if you have a yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, right? Like why would they would do that? Well, how do you all feel? Well. I wish you people could feel embarrassment. Please learn to feel embarrassment. It would save the rest of us so much trouble. Oh, God. And, like, these people are probably nice enough people. They're just, they're ignorant of what's actually going on. Ignorant is the correct word. They're misinformed. Dude probably had, dude's probably, you know, a fantastic, uh, whittler. He could whittle us some shit and some wood or something. <sighs> you think he did feel a little bit of embarrassment? <laughs> I mean, all you had to do is apply some logic to any right wing argument. 
and they fall completely apart. Let's hear from the Daily Wire about January 6th. This is the only this is the only January 6th uh, story I've seen the Daily Wire cover. I want you to take note of who they are citing here. His name is Alan Dershowitz. That may sound familiar to you. If that's the rule, we will win. January 6th acquittal, enormously important. Alan Dershowitz, who is representing a January 6th defendant facing roughly 20 years in prison, told the Daily Wire in an interview on Wednesday that the acquittal of Capitol Riot defendant Matthew Morton is enormously important. Matthew Martin, not to be confused with Benjamin Martin, the right-winger that used to do a show called Man Up Monday until Justin Freakin came on his show for Man Up Monday. (laughs) You'll see that clip a week from Wednesday on the 420 two-year anniversary special of the Troll Patrol. But this is enormously important and it sets a legal precedent and could swing momentum in favor of his legal team. A federal judge acquitted Martin, a former government contractor at a nuclear weapons laboratory in Los Alamos, New Mexico, on all charges on Wednesday. On Wednesday, Martin argued that police let him into the Capitol and that he was waved into the building. Brady Knowlton who Dershowitz is representing, spent 18 minutes in the Capitol on January 6th after he and others passed several police officers walking in their opposite direction. Knowlton told the Daily Wire that an officer said, you can go in as long as you don't break anything before watching police and protesters shaking hands. Dershowitz said that the subjective intent of the defendant is key, noting that the judge took Martin's word over that of the police and the prosecution The courts have to look at the state of mind of the defendant. If that's the rule, we will win, he said, because it's clear Brady honestly and reasonably believed that he was not violating any rules or laws, that he was being welcomed as long as he didn't do any damage. Holy shit! Ignorance of the law is not a defense. You can't claim ignorance of the law. This should be overturned. Dershowitz. How is Dershowitz able to still practice law? It blows my mind. Because in case you're unaware, the Daily Wire has been on this kick about the whole don't say gay bills. They're pushing the idea of all the left is is groomers. They're really attacking Disney. Because Disney wants to groom kids or some shit. But here they are citing Alan Dershowitz, who is an accused pedophile and was the attorney for Jeffrey Epstein. This is a story from earlier, uh, or it was from uh, last month. Alan Dershowitz fights to keep tax returns from Jeffrey Epstein victim Virginia Gouffray. Alan Dershowitz is following in the footsteps of his former client, President Donald Trump, and fighting in court to keep his tax returns confidential. The ongoing battle over the prominent Harvard Law School professor's financial records comes in a suit brought by Virginia Gouffray, who says she was trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein when she was underage. Gouffray says Epstein lent her for sex to Dershowitz. 
who represented Epstein when the financier was being investigated by the feds in 2007. They have no fucking shame. Daily Wire. You're full of shit. Everything you say is suspect. You guys all know that. I don't have, I don't have to tell you guys that. You know it. Okay. So this is... Utah's, notice that Republican is in quotes here from uh, the person who posted this. Utah Republican Governor Spencer Cox shares his preferred pronouns. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. I am Governor Spencer Cox, and I have the pleasure today of hosting the first One Utah Student Town Hall. And uh, my preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. Thank you for sharing yours with me. And uh, my preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. My preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. What is wrong with these people? Why is that scary to you? Why is that scary to you? Why are right-wingers so fucking stupid? Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? This set off... Tucker Carlson. Content warning. You're getting ready to see Tucker Carlson. Who apparently got a haircut. He's looking like a big boy. Think of American states that have fallen right off the ledge into the deep end of vacuous lifestyle liberalism. And we do think of that from time to time. You probably think of Vermont. Vermont's a place that banned fracking, despite the fact it has not a single... What? (laughs) What? What? Why are you attacking Vermont? I wasn't expecting Vermont to be the state he went after. What the fuck? Vermont is beautiful. Oil or gas well in the state. Or maybe you think of Massachusetts, where virtually all human pleasure has been banned for decades, if not centuries. And of course, you think of California. California I mean, uh, is now paying people. That haircut being nice is like polishing a turd, isn't it? To be transgender. All of these are famously liberal places, so you're not surprised. But Utah is not a liberal place. When you think of Utah, you imagine big, happy families, an even bigger, salty lake, and a couple of very good ski mountains. You big, th- happy families. That's, that's a wild way to describe Mormon polygamy. <laughs> when you think of Utah, you think of big, happy families. I think of, when you say big, happy families in Utah, I think of exploitation of... Children, and that's the reason why polygamy was outlawed. I think conservatism, because Utah is conservative. It always has been. It still is. Utah is the highest rate of church attendance in the country. It has one of the lowest crime rates. The birth rate of Utah families is fully 25% higher than... That, the- that doesn't mean they are the last presidential election, conservative. took nearly 60% of the vote in Utah. So Utah is definitely not California, and yet... Some of its most prominent politicians would very much like to change that. If you don't believe it, watch them talk sometime. They sound like they're running for city council in Santa Monica. That doesn't make sense. Talk about a misalignment. A highly conservative state with extremely liberal leaders. How did that happen? Actually, it's not as unusual as you'd hope it would be. Across the country, some of the most liberal Republicans represent some of the reddest states. Why? 
Well, maybe it's the result of corporate influence and corrupt party leadership. That's true. Maybe voters in those states don't feel threatened, so they're not paying close attention to who they vote for. Whatever it is, it's very obvious. By contrast, the most energetically conservative governor in the country is not from Alabama. He's from Florida. Mormons are a different breed, and they tend to be empathetic. That's the best way I can put it. They believe some stupid fucking shit. They do tend to have not conservative in the way we think of conservative in modern politics, but a traditional conservative values. They're empathetic, and they actually are, are welcoming of people. He's saying so much nothingness. Yes, yes, yes. And I don't... Florida has been a swing state my entire life. It's gotten redder. I mean, you know, Al Gore won it in 2020. But, like, Florida always been a fucking weird state. Florida, which to this day is split almost evenly along party lines. So... Ron DeSantis has to earn every vote, and he does that by representing his constituents. It tells you a lot. Meanwhile, bright red Utah is now led by a cut-rate Gavin Newsom imitator called Spencer Cox. Spencer Cox is a former telecom executive who always seems like he's auditioning for the title of America's guiltiest white guy. He's beyond belief. Watch this virtual town hall with high school students last year, in which Spencer Cox announces his preferred pronouns oh this was last year they they've dug up something from last year uh, gabby for that that question um and uh my preferred pronouns are he him and his uh so so thank you for sharing yours with me what a creepy guy my this is the very definition of faux outrage tucker Oh my god, you are upset over nothing, you fucking moron. Matter of fact, I'd go as far as like, is this cancel culture? Is Tucker trying to cancel a man for his free speech? For pronouns are he, him, his, Cox tells a room full of children. So we've got that cleared up. Spencer Cox identifies as a male, at least to some limited extent. Now, Fox could have cleared up that mystery a lot more quickly simply by declaring, I'm a man. Instead, he went full hostage video. My preferred pronouns are he, him, is. Just in case you had any doubt that neoliberal interest groups control Spencer Cox's brain. Now you know for sure. But he was like at an equity meeting or some shit with students. About obedience. Spencer Cox is obedient, if nothing else, but not obedient to his voters. That's the weird thing. So we did. We, we saw a very edited video when we watched the original. Um, if I had to guess, the students all introduced their pronouns. And when it came back to governor, he's like, oh, oh and my pronouns are he, uh, he, his, him. Because that's what the students did. So he, he was just like, okay, I'll do that too. It's harmless, harmless, harmless. What exactly is the market for superfluous pronouns in Utah? Pretty limited, you would think. Most people in Utah don't need to be told. Yet somehow Spencer Cox is their governor. I'm going to guess there is a trans population in Utah. Nate Hockman of National Review reports that the very first document Cox signed as governor of Utah 
was something called the Utah Compact on Racial Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Oh, wow. Imagine and more. The document describes racism as, quote, more than just an individual character flaw. No, racism instead is a system that you participate in, Mr. and Mrs. Racist, a system that can only be stopped with, quote, bold anti-racist actions and policies right now. You know you're in trouble, Mr. and Mrs. Utah voter. What are these policies? We'll let Spencer. About 3.7% of Utah identifies as LGBTQ. Falls in line with the rest of the country, pretty much. Sir Cox explained. Here is Spencer Cox wearing his little obedience mask during a Zoom interview, explaining that he supports excluding white students from an academic scholarship program purely because of their skin color, because that's anti-racism. No, it's not racism. It's anti-racism. The Utah Jazz is excluding white children from consideration for their scholarship program. Do you think this is racist? And what will you do to prevent the Utah Jazz from acting in this racist manner? Well, I I don't think it's racist. In fact, I I think it's in response to, unfortunately, some very difficult and and racist injustices that have happened in our community for a long time. (laughs) So here's this moist little guy sitting alone in his gilded room with a mask on. telling Moist little guy. To exclude people from a scholarship based on their race. Does anyone else in Utah believe this? We'd like to meet them. There can't be many of them. Most people in Utah have more sense than that. Racism is when you hurt people based on their skin color, right? Right. And well, first of all, it was the Utah Jazz, which is a private organization who can do whatever the fuck they want, Tucker. So it's not really the governor's business. Most people in Utah, by the way, still believe in biology, also gravity and photosynthesis. The state of Utah is pro-science. And we know this because Utah State Legislature just passed a bill banning men from competing in women's sports because men, it turns out, are not women. But Spencer Cox disagrees. He vetoed that bill. Fortunately, two-thirds of the legislature overrode Spencer Here, Here's the thing is you're, you're playing semantics. A lot of these transphobes want to play semantics. Yeah, men aren't women, Tucker. That's not what we're talking about. The vast majority of the population is a man or a woman or identifies as man and woman, has masculine or feminine characteristics, but there is a gray area. There are people that exist in a gray area. They are a very small percentage, and that's why you feel comfortable attacking them for political gain. But just because they are a small percentage doesn't mean that they are not afforded rights like everybody else. That they aren't entitled to live their lives unimpeded by assholes like you. Cox's veto and finally got the bill passed. This has been going on for a long time in the state of Utah. Spencer Cox previously threatened to veto a proposed ban on gender transition surgeries for minors, which once again, most people in Utah say they don't want. So here you have a perfectly normal. I don't, I don't know. Sassy's Nicks. You say that. You say that. But here is Senator John Kennedy. He is over 50, and you can't tell me that he is looking masculine there. That's an old lady. That is that is an old lady. You are you were no, that is that is an old lady in drag. You are never going to convince me otherwise. And I I feel that it is horrible that 
This woman has to hide her identity because she belongs to a bigoted party. Ma'am, I am sorry that you can't be your true self. Perfectly happy, normal people somehow run by a low IQ. Happy, shiny people. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That doesn't seem fair to the state of Utah, but it's not just Spencer Cox. Utah's junior senator, Mitt Romney, has also decided he's tired of representing the people of Utah. So instead, he's speaking for his neighbors in the state of California. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe if the politicians that are from Utah keep taking positions that you don't agree with, maybe the people of Utah don't agree with you, Tucker Carlson, and they actually are representing their constituents. He lives a lot of the time. Less than a year ago, this is an amazing example, it was just June of 2021, Mitt Romney voted against the nomination of Kentaji Brown-Jackson to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay, he thought she wasn't qualified. Now, this week, Mitt Romney announced that he is supporting the same person's confirmation to the Supreme Court. Huh? Sassy, sassy, I, um... For a lower court, but a perfect... I can't verify that Biden did have the tuck, but it certainly looks like he did. Because there's a lot of pictures, like, right-wingers wanted to say, like, it's a different Biden, like they replaced him with somebody. But no, I, th- I think you're right. I think he did have a little little tuck. I agree with you, but I don't think that's been confirmed. If I clip this for YouTube, that's the fucking thumbnail. Has to be. Choice of the Supreme Court? How does that work? Here's Mitt Romney to explain. In the uh, prior confirmation, uh, I was concerned that she was outside the mainstream. Uh, and as a result of our meeting for an hour together and reviewing her uh, testimony before Congress, I became convinced that she's within the mainstream. She's also highly qualified, intelligent, capable person. And well, I good on you, Mitt. <laughs> oh, so she's now in the mainstream. She wasn't less than a year ago, but now she's fully in the mainstream. Or maybe, maybe he didn't have a good understanding. Kentanji Brown Jackson, he learned in the course of Supreme Court confirmation hearings that she gave lenient sentences to child pornographers. Mitt Romney apparently didn't know that last year, hence the vote against her. Now that he knows that Kentanji Brown Jackson is dis- Shatter, welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. It's a yes from Mitt Romney. That's the juice shatter. And as was going to call you shatter. Welcome. Aberration. Reporter Greg Price summarized Mitt Romney's past few weeks this way. Quote, confirmed. Kentucky Brown Jackson voted against repealing TSA. (laughs) Oh, my God. Surely you're trolling me. Surely you're trolling me. (laughs) I love Trump and I believe we need to unmask our children. Are you pissed? No, I'm mocking you, dumbass. If you actually believe that, I hope you're trolling. I can't wait to vote Trump again. Kyle Rittenhouse. Ron DeSantis! 99.9% survival rate. Tucker Carlson, Ivermectin, Joe Rogan. Black Republicans! Oh, it's a copypasta. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Shatter, we love you here. We love you. Welcome. A mask mandate didn't show up to vote defunding Biden vaccine mandate accuses Tulsi Gabbard of treason for opposing the war in Ukraine. (laughs) Amazing. So Tulsi Gabbard has betrayed her country in uniform, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. But BLM? 
BLM, which torched America. Just because you wear a uniform doesn't mean you can't betray your country. A man by the name of General Michael Flynn, who proved that's a fact. American cities for nearly a year. Burned American cities. Burned American cities. Every fucking time. Every fucking time they want to bring this shit up. I always have to point out, when you're saying burn American cities, you're talking about Minneapolis. And I always have to, like, I bring it, I bring this article up so many fucking times. It's just right there. All I have to do is type the first little part of the headline. Fed say far-right group coordinated attack on Minneapolis police precinct during protest. U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Minnesota on Friday announced that the FBI brought charges against a member of the far-right Boogaloo Boys. Last time I posted that to a right-winger, they said, Oh, do you actually believe the Justice Department? And I said, Well, if you have a problem with the Justice Department, guess what BLM was protesting? You dumb fuck. Idiots. They are complete fucking morons. trade her country in uniform by the way she's still serving in the u.s army but blm blm which torched american cities for nearly a year they're not treasonous not according to mitt romney mitt romney of course did take to the streets there and uh the first republican though i'm gonna agree with tucker carlson the far-right groups that burnt american cities are treasonous christians and shared the photo of himself on Twitter. And Romney told the reporter that... Sassy, that, that makes me so sad. Because he wanted to make sure that people understood... And they, they are. They're just... They're mean. They're like, being mean is the point. We need many voices against racism and against brutality. We need to stand up and say that Black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah. Mitt Romney took to the streets. <laughs> Probably the greatest line ever uttered on cable news and like all the great lines nobody laughed Mitt Romney took to the streets to watch BLM burn down cities shoot people and defraud donors to buy six million dollars mansions in LA oh but guess who the traitor is it's Tulsi Gabbard I think defraud is a is a and Tulsi Gabbard is a lot worse than Tony Fauci harsh word the production of a virus in China that killed millions of people is that treasonous no I have met Curiouser's MAGA sibling this was before Trump became president. Trump was only running for office. Even at this, this was before the primary. This was before he was the nominee. We were at Christmas. We were at Christmas dinner. He brought a bottle of Trump wine. He brought a bottle of Trump wine. Now, I will say, the wine wasn't bad. It was incredibly sweet. Now, I, I kind of doubt that, like, wine connoisseurs would think it's a good wine because it seemed just incredibly sweet. Trump wine! It was Trump wine. Yes, Trump wine is what they should have called it. Yes, it was very sweet. Well, I have never had a wine that sweet in my life. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, they don't make wines like that, right? It was just because, like, Trump's a baby, and he needed, like, some fucking, like, alcoholic apple juice or some shit, right? But cases of that shit. How is somebody, how do, how do people fall for, and why do I keep pausing it on, on shots of Tucker? 
that just make him look absolutely insane. Is just every shot of Tucker him looking like an idiot? Boone's Boone's Farm. That's a great way to describe it. That is a great way to describe it. It was like Boone's Farm. Only only I'm sure he paid like fucking what? $80 a bottle for it? Whereas Boone's Farm is like four? That's not treason. It's not according to Mitt Romney. Watch. I do want to point out uh, how much... uh, Of course he moved to Florida. Of course he moved... Your brother moving to Florida makes... Total fucking <laughs> Did he do it for political reasons? Did he do it because of Ron DeSantis? Or did he just get a, a job or something? You don't think Trump wine was $80 a bottle? You don't think your brother had enough uh, money to drop that much on it? He hated Virginia? Why? Virginia is awesome. What the fuck is wrong with Virginia? Well, not 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 Southeast Virginia. The rest of the state. The rest of the state. Welch's grape juice with vodka. Yes. Yeah, Southwest Virginia is a a rough area, but I but him being a Trumper would have fit in in Southwest Virginia. Hey respect you individually and professionally for the work that you do. You are scientists, not politicians. Uh, nevertheless, you are uh, being made subject to the, uh, the political whims uh, of, of uh, various political individuals, and, uh, and that comes at a high cost, which unfortunately, I, I fear, will lead uh, some to not want to participate. Uh- you can get a case of 12 bottles of Trump Cabernet Sauvignon for $287. It's $23 a bottle. In, in helping our government make scientific choices. <laughs> so that's what Mitt Romney learned. Back from the streets. <laughs> so the concern here, of course, is democracy. And that's a word on the lips of every concerned person on television. What about our democracy? Every day you hear that. So just a quick civics recap. Democracy is a form of government in which elected representatives represent the people who elect them. They do what they ask. The people rule. So with that in mind, and given our strong commitment to democracy... So Utah seems to like their governor and their senator. ...participating in the system called democracy because the majority of Republicans, people who put him in office, would like Tony Fauci to leave his job immediately. But no, 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 no. Utah is different. Utah just, like... It didn't go for Trump in 2016, if I remember correctly. Evan McMullen won in 2016. I think. Nope, Trump won it in 2016, my bad. But he only did it with 45% of the vote. But not Mitt Romney. He doesn't care at all. Mitt Romney is not alone, of course, neither Spencer Cox. It turns out a lot of Republicans in red states serially betray their voters, give them the finger day after day after day. The question is, how long will Republican voters put up with this? 
Subscribe to the Fox News YouTube. It's by education. You think Utah is in the top five? Let's look it up. New Jersey is number one. Here, I'll let me put it over here for you. Now, this is the uh, U.S. News and World Report ranking. It's what we used to go by. I did a I did a series of educational videos. It's what we used to go by. Uh, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Florida, Washington, Colorado, Connecticut, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Utah. Florida is surprising to me. Oh, 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 oh. It's first in higher education, 16th in uh, pre, uh, uh, pre through 12th. New Jersey ranks third, first in... Um, yeah, let's, let's do it by K through 12 here. New Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Vermont, Illinois, Colorado, Wisconsin, Indiana, Virginia are the top 10. Doesn't look like uh, Utah is even in the top 15. Utah is down here at 21st. It is 6th. It is 6th in higher education. So, there you go. 6th in higher education, but kind of far down on... Now, remember how Tucker Carlson was in a panic, a whole moral panic over the governor of Utah using his preferred pronouns? Polygamist accused of having 78 wives, dozens of whom were underage. Back in 2007, Jess was charged, was convicted on charges of facilitating the marriage of a 14-year-old to her 19-year-old cousin. Again, that sounds disgusting and wrong to me. Now, that alone is pretty horrifying, but wouldn't you know it, Tucker Carlson, one of the most vocal champions of the Democrats are soft on child abuse spears, didn't see it that way, didn't think it was a big deal. In fact, back in 2009, he went out of his way to defend Jeff's. Well, actually, he's not in prison for that. He didn't warn Jeff didn't marry underage girls. No, he, he's, in, he's in prison for facilitation of child rape. Whatever the hell that means. That means he's that... In prison. He's in prison because he's weird and unpopular, no. and he has a different lifestyle that other people find creepy. No, he's an accessory to the rape of children. That is a felony and a serious one. Yes! He's like got some weird religious cult where he thinks it's okay to, you know, marry underage girls, but he didn't do it. Why wouldn't the guy who actually did it, who had sex with an underage girl, he should be the one who's doing life. The the rapist in this case has made a lifelong commitment to live and take care of the person. So it is a little different. I mean, let's just be honest about it. Now, I mean, I'm just a... Just a humble cable news host trying to get my arms around this. Chris um, Hayes is awesome. There, marry there. I mean, just did marry them. Not, not in the he married them as in they married him, but he married them like as in like a transitor. Officiated it. And the argument here is that Jeff's is just a religious weirdo being targeted for his different beliefs, which include child brides, like a 14-year-old, and also the rapist pledged to take care of the 14-year-old, so that's fine. And that Jeff should not be in jail for facilitating the incestuous marriage of a 14-year-old, which, again... That's a view you could have. I think it's really weird and unnerving. Just me. In a way, Tucker got his wish. In 2010, Jeff's conviction was actually overturned. So, 
he was ahead of the curve there. Oh, but then, unfortunately, one year later, he was <laughs> in life in prison after a jury found him guilty of raping a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old. Wow. Oh, shit. Carlson described a student who had reported statutory rape by a teacher as whiny. Oh, fuck. He's a polygamist accused of having sex. That is that is one of the, the things, like fucking, there was a push to outlaw child marriage in this country, and the GOP opposed it. And and that's a thing, that's, that's a very common thing in the South, for like a older man to impregnate a younger girl, called a shotgun wedding. The parents feel that the sin of having a child outside of marriage is worse than the rape that occurred. So they forced the child to marry the rapist. It's fucking insane. It is disgusting. But that is behavior that Republicans uh, approve of. And yet they have the audacity to call us groomers. And yes, I have been called a groomer. Several times today alone. This is is the story in two parts here. He said that to me and then immediately blocked me. I'm assuming, I'm assuming, um, Mr. Kirkin, I'm assuming you ain't got no Twitter no more, but it's possible Twitter is, uh, maybe I can't search him because of, uh, I'm assuming you ain't got no Twitter no more, dude, because I reported you. Oh, you don't. Your Twitter, gone. Your Twitter is gone. How you like that, Kirkin? You can't just go around calling people groomers. You fucking idiot. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? No, I'd be able to see uh, this. I'd be able to see his page. He had gone. He gone. Twitter booted him for what he said to me. And good riddance. Good fucking riddance. Amnestic, if you want to set it up and get him on the show, I'll have him suing me by the by like the end of the week. I promise you. Oh, fuck. Then again, these Republicans, they can't really take a joke. 
they they uh, they might not just sue you like Roy Moore did to Sasha Baron Cohen. He lost, by the way. But if you are getting made fun of by Jimmy Kimmel, they might file a complaint with the Capitol Police on you. I have not heard this joke yet. I don't know if it's funny or not. You're gonna you're gonna see my live reaction to Jimmy Kimmel's joke that are uh, in the house, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. This woman, Clan Mom, is especially upset <laughs> with the three. Ro- Clan Mom. Okay, I like that part already. Republican senators who said they'll vote yes on Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, who's nominated for the Supreme Court. She tweeted, "Murkowski, Collins, and Romney are pro pedophile. They just voted for KBJ. Wow, where is Will Smith when you really need him, huh?" I mean, <laughs> I'm slapping you. Yeah, I made that same joke earlier. ABC, this threat of violence against me by Jimmy Kimmel has been filed with the Capitol Police. (laughs) These are the anti-cancel culture people who who say everybody else needs to lighten up and take a joke. But hey, hey, hey. You know, we were talking about pedophiles earlier. MTG may have had a pedophile come to her defense. Weird for her to accuse Romney, Collins, and Murkowski of being pro-pedophile and then has actual accused child sex trafficker Matt Gates. Matt Gates come to her defense. Hey, Jimmy Kimmel. Not only would... Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband make quick work of you. Marjorie Taylor Greene would make quick work of you. And if you don't believe that, are you are you talking about swinging? Are you talking? About, are are you saying like Jimmy Kimmel would get off real fast if if he swang with Marjorie Taylor Greene, which uh, is a known fact. She had not not denigrating swingers in any way. I've considered myself one in many relationships. But I'm doubting her husband is going to be able to take Jimmy Kimmel. You could go ask the Marines that did pull-ups with her at the Iowa State Fair. And uh, my guess is that Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel would not last too long if, uh, if, if he himself were interested in engaging in unprovoked. I bet he'd last longer than Matt Gates with an underage girl. Oh! I wish these people could feel embarrassment. These two people, these two people are the very definition of living in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? Oh, God damn. Aw, thank you, Sassy. Have you seen my... <laughs> we haven't had... Dan Crenshaw, ever since he yelled at the little kid, has been keeping a low profile. But just just in case you're new to the stream and you've never, you've never heard me proclaim this, I would give anything, I'll give everything I own, just to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. 
fuck. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Alright, this is this is the story we tried to do last night, and this is when we got off track with the, the whole Second Amendment argument. A pro-life activist in Washington, D.C. had five fetuses removed from her home last week. Hold on, I got a, I got a picture of her somewhere. Here, here we go. This is the picture of her as the cops... We're uh, raiding her house. <laughs> Pro-life activist had five aborted fetuses. Apparently, they have now uh, claimed that they had access to 115 aborted fetuses. And off the top at five, the big story, new information in a story we brought you last week about the five aborted fetuses that D.C. found inside of a Capitol Hill apartment. 110 more fetuses now part of this investigation. Fox 5's Katie Barlow back on that scene with the latest. Katie. Good afternoon to both of you. Lauren Handy, who was indicted last week on... Forbidden snack! Oh, my God! ...an abortion, anti-abortion protest... Yeah, Sparkles was in here last night, was making all kinds of jokes about it. On Capitol Hill, and that's where D.C. police recovered what they say are five fetuses. They're a part of an ongoing investigation. But today, Handy, as a part of a press conference with her anti-abortion activist group, told reporters that there were 110 other aborted fetuses that they recovered as a part of their anti-abortion advocacy. Lauren Handy and I went to Washington Surgery Center to engage in anti-abortion advocacy. Upon arrival, we saw... When they say anti-abortion advocacy, they mean harassment. ...services parked outside. We approached the driver who was about to load two large boxes with biohazard symbols onto his truck. We asked him if he knew what was in the boxes, and after he said no, we told him, dead babies. <laughs> You are you are wrong, though. The activist told the driver that they wanted to take what they assumed were human remains and give them. What the? Okay, okay. I'm not I'm not one to comment on people's appearances, especially women. What they assumed were human remains. But, ma'am, you're giving a press conference. You're a pro-life group. You're giving a press conference. And, and you are in a tight leather dress that looks like you just came from the club. What? Remains and give them a proper funeral. Now, today the group told reporters there were 110 first trimester aborted fetuses that they buried with the help of a Catholic priest. However, they did not get an independent medical examiner. To- oh, honey. Oh, honey. If you have problems with the treatment of children... Wait till you hear about the shit the Catholic Church has been doing. Holy shit. Like, seriously, holy shit. To confirm that. Now, the remaining five fetuses were kept at Handy's apartment. 
The activists said they coordinated with attorneys to alert the D.C. homicide unit about the location of the fetuses. Now, MPD, we spoke to earlier today, would not confirm the tip that they received about the biohazard material that was reported here at a home on Capitol Hill, whether that came from Handy or any of her fellow anti-abortion activists in that group. We also reached out to Curtis Bay Management Company, who allegedly employed the driver that the activists referred to in the press conference today. We did not get a response to them. However, we did get a statement from the National Abortion Federation when we reached out to the Washington Surgery Center here in Washington, D.C., and they said, abortion providers comply with state and federal laws that regulate medical tissue for all health care providers to ensure that it is handled safely, appropriately, and respectfully. Further, false claims about abortion and people who need this care have contributed to hundreds of medically unnecessary and politically motivated state restrictions that push yep. safe and affordable yep. abortion care out of reach guys yep. katie so the medical examiner retrieved the fetuses the activists want the medical examiner to conduct full autopsies on them so any update on that request ain't happening we reached out to the dc medical examiner who wouldn't provide us a request for comment uh, they actually directed us to mayor bowser's office we followed up with Mayor Bowser, apparently they are the ones providing any further comment related to the D.C. medical examiner request. No comment from them so far, but we'll follow up. Fucking wild. Fucking wild. I want her to face charges. She was already part of an investigation because she went in and her and a bunch of her advocacy friends apparently handcuffed themselves to chairs inside the waiting room of an abortion clinic and wouldn't leave oh shit meanwhile in Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he is sending illegal immigrants on a bus to Washington D.C. Guys, this is a political stunt yet again. Five on this Wednesday afternoon, I'm Brian Mays. And I'm Ashley Goodo. Today, Governor Greg Abbott announced a plan to handle an expected influx at the U.S.-Mexico border, including sending migrants from Texas to Washington, D.C. Now, this comes in response to the Biden administration ending Title 42 next month, which has allowed the U.S. to limit asylum seeker intake during this pandemic. Texas will be taking its own unprecedented actions this month. This guy's a piece of shit. America has ever done in the history of this country. The governor said today he's directing the Texas Department of Emergency Management to use charter buses to take migrants from Texas to Washington, D.C. A reporter asked the governor where the migrants would end up in D.C. You don't care planning to send these migrants to? Is there a designated area you guys have in this plan? The first location will be the steps of the United States Capitol. The Biden administration, as we speak, uh, with the current numbers, even before the elimination of Title 42, uh, they've been dumping large numbers uh, of migrants. Uh, in. Okay, you want to do that. That is trafficking people across state lines. Charge him. This motherfucker wants to send busloads of immigrants to D.C. That is trafficking. That is human trafficking across state lines. 
charge him federally. Cities up and down the border, leaving the cities to grapple with challenges they don't have the capability of dealing with. They themselves have been putting these migrants on buses to San Antonio. So I said I got a better idea. As opposed to busing these people to San Antonio, let's continue the ride all the way to Washington. Chase Eddie, what is up? Thank you for being a freaking follower. DPS to enhance safety inspections of vehicles crossing the border. The governor says he expects things to slow down, to slow things down at points of entry. He's also deploying boat blockades in the Rio Grande and other deterrents like razor wire at low water crossings. Governor Abbott said this is not the end of efforts to handle border security. He said we can expect more announcements coming next week. Now, we reached out to the White House for comment on Governor Abbott's criticism of President Biden's border policies, but we have yet to hear back. Hey, if they want to, if they want to participate in human trafficking, charge them with it. Department officials say they need more money to continue Operation Lone Star. It's the governor's effort to use state resources, DPS troopers, and the National Guard for border enforcement. The leader for the Texas Military Department told lawmakers yesterday they need another. $531 million to keep the mission running past May 1st. Now, for those of you who do not know what my position is on borders, I do not believe you can limit the free travel of a free person. I'm awful libertarian in my views. Don't call myself a libertarian, though, because people that call themselves libertarian are fucking stupid. I don't see any borders, do you? This, is, this concept of borders is, is weird. I always say, hey, do you think you should be allowed to move to Mexico if you want to? And the, the response is always, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, why, why do you think you can limit the movement of free people? Odd to me. Especially in Texas, a a part of the country that used to be Mexico. I mean, politics wouldn't split us if right-wingers weren't dumb fucks. It's, it's not hard to be on the right side of these issues. I mean, some things, some things, there are some disagreements and it's fun to have a, a healthy debate, but like, if you believe in freedom, the whole immigration shit is nonsense. Now, Fox has been all in on an attack on Stacey Abrams. Oh shit, is this Kaylee McEnany? I didn't know I didn't know that's who we were getting here. I need to give you guys a content warning for that one. Here's Kaylee McEnany talking about Stacey Abrams and her net worth. Governor of Georgia, her personal finances were a mess, but she insisted just because she was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt because of student loans, credit card debt, and back taxes, it shouldn't be held against her. Still, well, yeah, they're like, the race. And now, that's, that's most people in the United States. Have changed big time. Abrams just disclosed that she's worth more than $3 million. Brett, it does seem to happen this way when you run for political office or enter political life. Uh, you do end up making more money. However, I would note this is much different in that she's not in public office. She did this on her own time as a private citizen. Sure. I, I think there's two pieces of hypocrisy here. One is that she got a lot of the success. 
Wait, what? What hypocrisy? What hypocrisy? I think the hypocrisy comes from people on Fox News that usually show money as a virtue unless unless a black person is the one with money. Kind of weird, isn't it, Brett? I feel like that's the hypocritical part. I wonder how much Kaylee is worth. You're right. But, like, is anybody going to mention the reason why Stacey Abrams' net worth is that much now? I will tell you guys why. If they don't by refusing to concede the governor's race back in 2018 and then obviously Democrats um, lambast any you know Trump Republican that brings up concerns about elections and you know she spent a lot of time making success off of that however on the flip side there is hypocrisy that Republicans can't lambast somebody for success uh, giving speeches and writing books and making five million dollars in this amount of time uh, and then turn around and say you know you can't tax, you know, the, those folks at exorbitant amounts. You can't do this. You can't hurt success. So she's doing it the American way. It's just that she's done it. What? Form of refusing to concede, at least at the beginning. Yeah, Emily, I think that's a great point. Yeah, that's exactly, for example, what the Federalist Society has argued in an article that they published where she said the, the, they said the reason that she's all of a sudden made $6 million within four years of being $400,000 in debt is because it's centered on this sort of bogus concept that she has turned into a celebrity status thing. So now she's a speaker and she's an author. This huge body of work she's created has been posited on the fact that she called that election tainted and that it was... Res- Whoa! They mentioned it in passing. The reason for her net worth is that she wrote a New York Times best-selling book called While Justice Sleeps. Oh, fuck. Number one, New York Times bestseller among the other books she has written. I'm I'm sure she got a boost to her other works as well. So they're not even like she had something tangible. She had a product that she sold people and they bought it and they are deriding her for that. Weird. Resulted in the disinvestment and disenfranchisement of thousands of voters. So essentially because she has cried election fraud, that has all of a sudden turned her into this figurehead worth millions. But the whole point is that it's based on a false premise. Holy shit. No, 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 no. In Georgia, Brian Kemp, the man she lost to, was the secretary of state. He disenfranchised voters. Because if you're unaware of who is over elections in a state, it is the Secretary of State. The man who was running for governor was in charge of his own election administration. They're calling it a bogus claim. Yet, I don't see Fox News doing a story about how much fucking money that Donald Trump has raised. While throwing out the big lie. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, fuck, and I'm not, by the way, if I, I am not mistaken on this one, Fox News fired, fired the guy who correctly called the election for Biden in Arizona. You guys 
helped, helped further the big lie. And now you have the audacity when Stacey Abrams had a legitimate, a legitimate claim against the election in Georgia. You had the audacity to say this bullshit. I wonder, ma'am, are you incredibly misinformed or are you a fucking liar? And look, by all means, I, I am all for it. Go to the private sector, make as much money as you can. This is the American dream. That's capitalism. My problem, however, falls with this flashback to what Heritage Action pointed out. Jessica Anderson, they said this last week. This is flashback to the MLB All-Star Game. We'll all remember this. Last week, it was reported that Stacey Abrams' political action committee, Fair Fight, has earned over $100 million since her defeat in Georgia's Great race more than any other 2022 candidate. Coincidentally, Georgians lost 100 million when the mm. MLB moved their all-star game from Georgia to Colorado after Abrams compared a new Georgia law to Jim Crow. Stacey Abrams should send the 100 million her PAC has pocketed to protect the people of Georgia. Wow. Well, look, what's uh, she kind of is. That's 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 what she's doing running for governor to protect the people of Georgia. Black-owned businesses that got crushed by the MLB going to Colorado. You never heard her speak on that you did see her sort of clean up on bullshit you pulled that out of your ass ma'am you know after the boycott that she called for well you know maybe uh maybe that wasn't the right thing to do well it was too late then and by the way she was wrong on another account it turned out that colorado's election laws were much stricter than those in georgia so she wrong the all-star game and let it take all of its millions what was it a hundred million let it take that hundred million to another state to another city in colorado and then nothing was replenished by the way like the fucking hundred million that the state lost out on in revenue that has nothing to do with fucking small business owners let me tell you big sports events like that are bad for small business owners because it runs off their regular customers and the people that are there to go to the fucking sports game they're gonna go to a tgi fridays or they're gonna go to a fucking chili's they're gonna go to all the fucking chain restaurants Maybe Vortex Burger in downtown Atlanta would have seen some fucking business just because it's world famous. But those small businesses aren't getting the business from the people that are there for the tourism. It's actually bad for their business. She don't know what she's fucking talking about. And like that's the thing is Fox News viewers... They're not well informed, so they don't know they're being lied to by these propagandists. In her own home state in Georgia. I, I don't know if, you know, her PAC writes a check to the citizens for everything they lost, because I think that 100, a million, 100 million falls short. Some of those businesses didn't survive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. So you can't repay people for something that's not there. Their business isn't in business anymore. I don't know the exact number of that, but I do know the neighborhoods. The MLB pulled out because of a law passed by Georgia. They're blaming Stacey Abrams for rightfully calling the law out. As you look at the books and the speeches that are lined up for her, I don't see that as a topic. But maybe there is more that she could do to help those those private businesses and, and neighborhoods that she harmed with her rhetoric, whether she meant it or not. Yes, and those business owners, Kennedy, idiot. Their way, just like All of you are idiots. Writing and speaking. Yes, and her. Especially Kennedy, she's a fucking idiot. Uh, incredibly hurtful, especially to mom and pop shops. Uh, but I do not begrudge her her private wealth. I do agree oh, yeah. that that taxation is theft, and I don't think she should be overtaxed for that. I do think there is some hypocrisy here. 
But you think she made a lot of money when she lost. There's no hypocrisy because she will gladly pay her taxes. Until she loses again. She's going to have so much money, she's going to buy Amazon. <laughs> they are not going to be able to cope if she wins in Georgia. race down there. Remember, we have a Republican primary in uh, Georgia between uh, former Senator David Perdue and current Governor Brian Kemp. That's going to be a barn burner. Yeah. Uh, so Stacey Abrams is hoping that goes to the final, final finish line, uh, and both guys are bloodied uh, so that she can take advantage. Yeah, a lot of May gubernatorial primaries. We are waiting with bated breath. They will be interesting to watch. I want to Brian kill me. Yes, that is Kennedy from MTV. Oh, have you not been on or have you not been around when we've played a clip of her? Oh, shit. Yes, that's the MTV Kennedy. Oh. I wonder what Kurt Loder thinks about the bullshit she's spewing nowadays. I, this is this is going to be weird to see what happens because David Perdue is backed by Trump. Kemp doesn't have Trump's backing, so there's there's a whole infighting thing going on there. I think Kemp will eventually get the nomination, but it should be a a fucking drag out fight. Jesse Waters from Fox News. Going to tell us about Black Lives Matter's luxury spending spree. Now, there's a lot of things up with this story. There's a lot of things wrong with what was going on, but I don't think it's as nefarious as what they're making it out to be. We're going to go through a much more impartial news outlet after we hear what Jesse Waters has to say. We're getting new details on Black Lives Matter's spending spree. While Black Lives Matter has spent years trafficking and racism to raise millions, we know $60 million of their war chest is up in the air. We know they've listed addresses that don't even exist on their tax forms. And we told you before about how the co-founder, Patrice Cullors, has spent millions on lavish homes across the country. It turns out BLM has some more secrets buried in their chest. They were trying to hide a massive purchase. We're now finding out Black Lives Matter used nearly $6 million in donations on a huge mansion in 2020 that its leaders posted from while brunching, according to New York Magazine. The house is 6,500 square feet with over six bedrooms, a pool, a bungalow, and parking for over 20 vehicles. I'm sure they're all electric. When a journalist tried to get more details on this never-before-reported... Our friends electric? ...sent around a memo internally saying things like, quote, can we kill the story... Or our angle needs to be to deflate ownership of the property. Hmm. That sounds like it's on the up and up. They tried to come up with every excuse in the book for what the house has been used for, but none of it makes sense. (laughs) They actually said they were hosting artists there to record videos about urban agriculture. This is to... To make the distinction, this is not like the local BLM chapters, which do fantastic work. This is the national BLM organization, which just saw an insane influx of money at one time. They didn't have a board that was well organized. So, like, we're going to get into all that here in just a second. Jeff Jemison was featured on BLM Aftermath Cleveland. And he joins us now. So they're clinking champagne glasses and, you know, living it up at brunch. Very high class affair and a $6 million spread. 
That, that money sounds like what you people at Fox do. That's very disappointing to hear. In any I mean, it is disappointing to hear. That's correct. Profit organization. The money should always go towards those who are in need, those who are in, on the ground. The well-intended purpose, whatever it's allocated for, whatever you say you're going to do to help those who the money is raised for, the bulk of it should go, 90% of it should go to uh, those who you're trying to help, not enrich to enrich yourself. Could you say that these Black Lives Matter... Now, I'm not sure that they were trying to enrich themselves. You know, Jesse, um, I'll tell you, you have to be careful where you put your money. And for leaders, those who are heads of organizations, they have to make sure... Religion spends 90% of their revenue on administration costs. Um, this happens in organizations... That is, that is from the Southern Baptist Conference. That is who I'm citing. But this whole organization, um, the whole purpose uh, should be examined... And I think that most of all, we have to make sure that people who are in need are getting businesses started. Money is going, that's being raised is going directly to affect their lives in a positive way. Um, this, I agree, I agree with him on that. It should be going to bail funds. It should be going to provide lawyers to people. It should be going to elect progressive uh, prosecutors. That is absolutely what that money should have went for. Now, we're, we're going to get the actual story. Fox hasn't actually said what the house was used for. Without a doubt, is not affecting their lives, the ones who are in need, but those who apparently they've been taken advantage of and um, they've been fleeced. Yeah, Cleveland got burned to a crisp at one point. Did you guys see any money from Black Lives Matter to help out the community? Cleveland got burnt down? That's the first I'm hearing of it. So disappointing. Um, we actually were at a protest. I, along with other clergy, were attending a protest to simply protest peacefully. Oh, this motherfucker's a reverend. Police brutality and the killing of George. George. Oh my God! Look at the video they're showing. Minneapolis. Do I have to? Do I have to pull up the article again? And just to make make a point, make a statement um, that we, there needs to be healing. There need you know people need to come together. But this rally was taken over. It was simply hijacked. And the clergy who were there to protest peacefully. Um, Fucking Portland. Portland got burnt down. So this thing got out of hand. And you can't protest or demonstrate and destroy other people's properties, their businesses. No more Mile High City. No more Cleveland. No more Minneapolis. areas. Not to build mansions. I could. I mean, he's kind of bearing false witness there. If only he believed in a book that told him not to do that. Weird. So we're going to go to the independent. Why did Black Lives Matter buy a $6 million California mansion? So we're going to get a much more impartial take on what's going on. May not change your opinion on what they did. But let's get an actual take on it. Questions have been asked about the reported purchase of a $6 million property in California by the former, former Fox News framed it as the current leadership of Black Lives Matter. Here after one of the founders of the movement, uh, Patrice uh, Con Colliers, alleged that she was suffering from right-wing harassment 
over her purchase of a house in Los Angeles, a controversy that would eventually lead her to quit the organization. It has been reported that the group bought a $6 million property that was subsequently transferred to the ownership of a company in Delaware, ensuring the property's owners could not be disclosed. According to New York Magazine, huh, you know, there's an issue with Delaware and allowing people to get away with shit. I got a big problem. There, there are a lot of the credit card companies in the United States are headquartered in Delaware. And there's a reason why they're headquartered in Delaware. It's because of the laws. And uh, I don't know. The senator from Delaware seemed to have a lot to do with the laws in Delaware. Using his sway. His, uh, his influence. By former senator from Delaware, I mean the current president of the United States. According to New York Magazine, the 6,500 square foot property with at least half a dozen bedrooms was paid for with cash in October of 2020 using money that had been donated to the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation by supporters of the group. A statement... Columnia Bowers, a BLMGNF board member, said the organization had bought the property whose precise location had not been revealed but has been referred to as the campus with the intention for it to serve as housing and studio space for recipients of the Black Joy Creators Fellowship. The day after that statement was sent to New York Magazine, BLMGNF announced the establishment of the fellowship which provides recording resources and dedicated space for black creatives to launch content online and in real life focused on abolition, healing justice, urban agriculture, and food justice, pop culture, activism, and politics. There is no allegation that the women acted illegally or improperly. That was something missing from the Fox story as well. There is no allegation that the women acted illegally or improperly. However, some questions have been asked about the potential impression created by the purchase of such a property, something that has already been seized on by right-wing media and the likes of Donald Trump Jr., who retweeted the story with the sarcastic phrase, I'm surprised. Surprised you didn't get in on the grift, motherfucker? Asked by New York Magazine if the size of the acquisition could open the group to criticism, Jacob Harold, a former CEO of GuideStar and the co-founder of Candid, an information service that reports on nonprofits, said that's a very legitimate critique. It's not a critique that says what you're doing is illegal or even unethical. It might just be unstrategic. He added, why aren't you spending it on policy or, you know, other stri- uh, strategies that the organization might take to address the core issues around Black Lives Matter. As Con Colliers and two other BLM founders, Alicia, Alicia Garza and Melina Abdullah, did not respond to multiple inquiries from The Independent, both women have also left the organization. Last year, the black sports journalist Jason Whitlock was among those to seize on the controversy about the amount of money being raised by BLM GNF, he accused the BLM founders of making millions of dollars off the backs of these dead black men who they wouldn't spit on if they were on fire and alive. Jesus! Fuck. <laughs> Nothing left of L- Man, all the right-wing outlets say that uh, they didn't, LA didn't get burnt down. It has been looted to the ground. 
It has been looted and covered in shit. That's what right-wing media has told me about L.A. One of the reasons why Joe Rogan left. He left and went to Texas, but apparently, even in Texas, they push woke anti-racism on his nine-year-old daughter. Jesus fucking Christ. Joe Rogan said the school is nine-year-old daughter attended in California. Oh, in California. My bad. My bad. So he's telling an old story. My apologies. I made it sound like he moved to Texas and got some of that woke indoctrination, which I'm sure happens in fucking Austin. When uh, the whole George Floyd thing happened, one of the schools that my uh, kids were going to back in California released this email saying that it's not enough to not be racist. You now must be anti-racist. And this is my kid's nine at the time. Yeah. What does that and mean? I'm like, what does it mean? Does mean? mean- I don't see an issue with the statement. What does that mean? Do you need me to clarify for you, Joe Rogan? It's pretty simple what it fucking means. Are you that goddamn stupid? I'm like, these kids are not even remotely racist. Like, they have all sorts of different kinds of friends. They, they, I've never heard them discuss it. Well, maybe that's why the email said it's not enough just to not be racist, but you actively need to fight systems of oppression, Joe Rogan. Once. It's just, I like this person, and she's nice to me, and we like to play together, and we both like the same things, and let's... So, to to tell a nine-year-old that you have to be anti-racist, well, they think they're looking for racism. Okay, let them go looking for racism. There's plenty of it in this fucking country, Joe. Plenty of it. Oh, and here we go once again. Picture of the Minneapolis Police Department. Rogan was interviewing David Mamet, the famed playwright and Hollywood screenwriter and director. Weird topic to talk about with a playwright and Hollywood screenwriter. Floyd was the 46-year-old black man who died after a Minneapolis police officer was filmed kneeling on his neck for more than nine minutes. Rogan and others have accused woke people, quote, woke people on social media of canceling those who do not conform to mainstream views on subjects ranging from the coronavirus pandemic to politics to race. Neil Young, the legendary comedian grunge rocker, grunge, grunge, the New York Post is shit. Neil Young is not grunge rock. He may look a little grungy, but he ain't grunge rock. Moved to songs from Spotify in protest of Rogan's podcast, which included guests that cast doubt on the efficacy of coronavirus lockdown measures and COVID-19 vaccines. Spotify has, res- Spotify has resisted widespread calls to kick Rogan off the streaming platform. Rogan signed a nine-figure licensing deal with Spotify in May of 2020. By that time, Rogan amassed an audience of millions who regularly tuned into his hours-long YouTube-streamed conversations, stand-ups, blah, 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 blah. But the free-flowing form of the podcast, whose guests have included controversial figures like conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, prompted critics to demand that Spotify exert more control over the content of the show. 
As per the terms of his licensing deal with Spotify, Rogan retained full editorial control of his podcast. Last week, Rogan vowed he would quit Spotify forcefully if Spotify forcefully tried to monitor the content of his show. Dude, I don't know why he went to Spotify to begin with. Wasn't it nice just to be fucking independent? Like, fucking, I love it. I should have done this shit 10 years ago. Enough of getting woke. Here's a cat in a raincoat. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You shut your stupid music up. Isn't he cute? Little calico kitty in his raincoat. Wet ass P word. Wet ass P word indeed. He was making a killing already. I don't understand it. I don't understand the need to, to go to Spotify and, and all this controversy, the headache. Doesn't make any sense to me. The man's already got far more money than any of us will see in our lifetimes. So him needing more money from Spotify just fucks with me. I don't understand it. Makes no sense. That kitty's a chonk, though. That kitty's super fucking cute. Got him in his raincoat and in his natural habitat. After you dry it off. <laughs> it doesn't seem to bother him like his little hood isn't on there. Look how chonky he is. He's a chonky boy. See, my cats would never fucking play in a puddle like that. That's insane. If you are watching on Twitch, we're going to head over and say hey to the lovely Polly people. Polly going to take real good care of you. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. Join us tomorrow night for the Friday Night Freak Show. Sparkles Lavender will be here with me. 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Pacific. See you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show.